Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another Bright Side with Technicia. Glad to have you back on. Glad to be here with you once again. Happy Friday, but remember, the weekends are for the week, so let's stay motivated and keep those minds working. I was so glad that I had listeners on yesterday. Yesterday was a great topic with Dr. Joe Martin. We were speaking on the fact of the differences between a man and a male, just building that home. And for you ladies, I hope you didn't take offense to that because we want to build stronger men in this world, Christian, God-fearing men. You know, we want to build our young ladies up to be God-fearing women. And it made perfect sense. We're not just what, People say we are actors, a mom, a dad, but we're God-fearing people, and that's what we want more of out here in this world. So just getting into your Bible scripture, staying prayed up, wearing your breastplate of armor, you know, protecting yourself. And also, make sh- I recommend watching The War Room. It's an awesome movie. It gets straight to the point. It focuses on a lot of things. Got a few little comical scenes in there, but mainly the main point, of it all you will find very interesting once you watch it. I'm not going to go into details about it because I do want you to see it. So please watch that, The War Room. But I'm here, as I always say, I'm here with real people that got real things going on in their life. And speaking of a real person, we have Justin Roy Grabber. You probably have seen him on plenty of our television series that we all love the most, How to Get Away with Murder. I'm a victim. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm a victim of that movie. I love it. I'm guilty. The Last Ship, also another recognizable film such as the Marvels, The Avengers. Um, so we're here sitting with Justin, and and it's awesome. We will be discussing what's going on with his life and everything. And if you have any questions for you upcoming actors or actresses, do call in at three four seven four two six three seven five one. Sometimes I have to look because I forget my own calling number. Right. Um, but Justin, thank you so much for being on. It's it's awesome. I'm glad that you're here. Oh, thanks for having me, Technisha. Uh just real quick, I wasn't actually in those movies or that T V show. I I trained with um the dialect coach from those shows last semester at USC because I'm still in school. Uh my work is okay. primarily consisted of independent work and uh independent uh indie movies and uh student films thus far but yeah those are obviously going to be my next step um in my career definitely okay okay thank you for correcting me and you know what listeners i had it right here in my face that comes to show you when you don't read your own material <laughs> so that's a good tip for anybody out there getting ready to host their own show read your own material before you announce it but thank you for correcting me on that justin um so what what has been going on in your life um you know i was looking out on your twitter and you had mm-hmm. two uh, was it two auditions that you were going for? Did you get them? Uh, I got, those are callbacks. I think uh, on Twitter last week. Um, 
I was called back in uh, to re-audition for those. I haven't heard anything back. Sometimes it takes uh, like up to three weeks, and you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs, waiting for, waiting to waiting to know whether you got whether you're going to be on a veil or if you booked it or not. Um, but yesterday I had two auditions, one for Volvo, another one for another indie film. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of auditions this summer for commercials. Um, unfortunately, summertime is actually very slow for actors. Fall is when it really starts picking up with uh, with commercial season, and then spring is pilot season with um, all the new shows that are coming out for the networks. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I'm just taking the summer easy. You know, uh, whatever auditions come up, I'm going to um, fill in my schedule with auditions and hopefully booking. I was, recently worked in um, – for uh, for a gig, I was cast to play Sarge in the film um, All My Brothers. Um, so the the trailer for that's coming out soon. And uh, the next step is to I think they're going to put it, put the trailer in Indiegogo and try to raise funds to get the to get the film on its feet so that we can make either a short or a feature. Um, and that's exciting. So that's always always exciting work. Uh, it's good to. It's good to have paid work, obviously. Still do some mm-hmm. some free stuff for a copy every once in a while, you know. Um, so it's a uh, it's a it's a journey. It's definitely a journey, you know. Um, well, if you're gonna if anyone's gonna pursue this as a career, you have to be in it for the long run. So right, right, and I, I get that all the time with most of the actors who come on my show. It's it's work. But anything mm-hmm. that's easy, I, I wouldn't want it at all. So, you know, exactly, hey, yeah. if that's if that's what you're going for, you have to put your work in. Everybody has that that fixation, the fixation that it's the glamour life. It's not as easy like most people <laughs> think it is. Definitely it's hard getting out there, Justin. You know, just getting your name yeah. out there. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be probably this Denzel Washer, the Angela Bass, and this. Not easy. Those guys had it hard trying to get out there and get your name blowed up like Robert De Niro. You know, you gotta, you got to work for it. You got to do your baby steps. But I'm happy for mm-hmm. you, and also the fact that you, you know, you started in a movie of this year. Um, well, you did a movie. Um, what's that? Beyond the Call of Duty. I think I oh, have yeah, heard that uh, before. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was actually filmed a long time ago, but they finally got distribution for it. Um, they're still working on distribution for um, for the United States. They actually had distribution overseas for it. Uh, first, primarily, mm-hmm. is a zombie film. Uh, in my role, I have a I have a small role uh, in a pretty prominent scene because my character and uh, the character uh, uh, Beatrice, I think her name is, yeah. Um, the actor actress that plays her is Angel Lizard. We're we're the first people that encounter the zombies, so uh, we have very a very prominent role in that in that film. Um, and uh, I haven't seen uh, I haven't got a chance to see the the final cut yet. Um, I had Alex, uh, the director, come over to my house and um, like last year, two years it might have been two years ago actually, and and show us like the extended version of it and it, it turned out pretty good uh there's a lot of work that went into it um and a lot of a lot of uh a lot of blood sweat and tears you know <laughs> right <laughs> so um what what was actually the role that you played in it um my role i played uh oh wow i can't remember the name of the, the guy i played um 
but yeah, so my my character is uh is going on a camping trip with his his girlfriend and they're trying to like rekindle their 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 relationship and their love. Um, they've been together for quite a quite a while, so they're trying to they're trying they're trying out new things. Um, and they they they're on this camping trip. They're hiking and they encounter uh, this, this zombie, and they don't know what what to take of it. And then uh, they they end up getting. I think I think they may be the first uh, the first people who get killed as well. But they actually don't get killed by the zombie, which is pretty interesting. They they get killed by the doctor who created the zombies. Um, he comes in and shoots everybody. And yeah, so it's a we have we have some pretty a pretty nice scene there going back and forth between one another, uh, arguing and bickering. Uh, some of it was improv, which was fun fun to do. I always love doing improv work. Uh, and it's, you know, it turned out to be a really good scene. Well, awesome. I knew I had heard of that before Beyond the Call of Duty because they actually have a game out that's similar to it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I kept one. I said, wait a minute. I When I first got your information, I was like, wait a minute. I know I heard Beyond the Call of Duty. Yeah. I love video games, so yeah, that's going to be on my list, and this movie's going to be on my list, because I love anything that deals with zombies, especially that's why I became a Walking Dead fan, thanks to my co-worker for leading me in that direction, and I right. still got to watch, I still have to watch um, season six, and I haven't even watched that, because my Xfinity it don't have all the episodes, so I got to find a way to watch the rest of them. Like, I need Hulu. Come on, I need everybody to keep up so I can watch. But um, mm-hmm. how did you – Yeah, I think that um, – uh, Oh, uh, yeah, no, go ahead, Jay, real quick. Um, uh, I think that was one of the issues with them getting distribution in the beginning because the, their original name was uh, Call of Duty Undead. Um, but because okay. it was so close to the video game, they didn't want people to, to – uh, Get it mixed up. It can, can, yeah, confuse it with the actual video game because the video game is more more focused on like the um, uh, the military and stuff like that. And right. obviously, this this movie has a lot of elements of of military uh, military lifestyle because it, the the four main characters are um, special operations guys who were supposed to be done with a mission, a regular just a regular mission, and they get they get pulled in to to uh, investigate this. Um, this zombie outbreak, uh, but they don't know what they're getting into, obviously, and they're all bickering because they want to go home to their families. Um, so very character-driven uh, in, in that sense as well. Okay, I got you. Now, Justin, when you go about doing these roles, do you get called for them, or how you go about painting these roles? Is it like a search ad? Um, I'm on LA Casting and Actors Access. Uh uh, unfortunately, that's that's like the primarily primarily how uh, actors get their works these days, um, with you know the whole internet blowing up and stuff like that. Uh, so actors access you have to and, and LA casting you have to pay a, a subscription for, or you can pay per per submission. Um, uh, I'm not sure on what the what the rates are, but there are other sites as well that are per, are scam artists too. So you have to like you have to be careful. Um, in signing up for for a subscription to to these websites, you have to do your homework and make sure that they're legit and you're getting legit breakdowns and you're submitting to to, to things that are that are legit work. Um, 
when I started in 2012, I didn't know any of this stuff, so I made a lot of mistakes. I was uh, I was I was finding work on Craigslist. I was going in auditions where people people were asking me to take my pants off, and I was like, "Well, what kind of movie is this?" And they're like, "Oh, this is porno." And I was like, "No, this is not the kind of work I want to do. I'm sorry, I have to leave." Sorry, just um, what I signed up for. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Or, or I was getting phone calls from uh, from the scam um, sites. Uh, um, I can't think of any off the top, the top of my head, but it was hilarious because uh, one. One of them called me and they're like, "Oh, like uh, we're, you know, we already have you linked up to, to, uh, to be in a movie with Denzel Washington and blah blah blah." blah. And I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool and and all that." And they're like, "Yeah." And then and then you'll be able to join the join the Film Actors Guild. And I was like, "Hold on a second, that, um, there isn't a such thing as the Film Actors Guild. It's actually a, it was a, it was a spoof that Trey Parker and uh, Matt Stone made fun of in their in their movie." Uh, what was the movie? Um, Team America World Police, uh, where they they were making fun of the, the Screen Actors Guild, which is what actually exists. Uh, they came up with the Film Actors Guild because the acronym um, is FAG. So they were playing around with that, and those guys, uh, the makers of South Park, are obviously pretty pretty funny, and they're pretty boisterous with with their jokes. Uh, but me knowing certain things uh, about that, obviously, I. I called these guys out on their on their scam. I was like, well, you know, there isn't a thing called the Film Actors Guild. They're like, no, no, there is. There, and you're going to join. You just have to pay us, you know, 300 bucks, and then <laughs> you can pay us more money. And I was like, no, I'm not going to. Uh, I think I'm a little smarter than this. And that's when I started doing, like, more of the research and finding out which which sites I could sign up for to submit myself to, to stuff. Um, and then last summer, um, I actually was scouted out by a talent manager, and I have a manager now. Margaret Gerard at Midwest Talent. So she sends me out a lot uh, to auditions. Um, I I do self submission still, uh, and if if I do a self submission and I I book something, obviously she still gets a cut because you know we're we're building a a professional relationship with you know together, uh, and that's that's how it should be with with actors. You know, stay humble and and you know if if you're getting if you're getting what you should be getting from your manager or your agent, then they should be getting, you know, what what they've what they're earning, you know, what they earn from from your work. Right, and like you said, just make sure you do your homework so you don't get out there and get played and get because it's mis mm-hmm. it can be misconstrued if you don't know what you're actually doing. If you get caught up in that glamour, like I said before, <laughs> you get caught up in that glamour life, you can head down the wrong path, and we don't even want to talk about that path. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I met with a, an agent um, before I signed with my manager and the agent. He's a legit right. agent, but but he was all about like reality TV. Um, and, you know, that's that's part of the craze these days, but that's not what I'm interested in getting, getting into. Like I, I, mean, I, I started school, you know, I started school at Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia, um, performing arts there. And then I eventually transferred to USC here in Los Angeles. Uh, so I'm oh, wow. I'm taking my training seriously. I'm I'm right. you know uh, doing all the things that I need to do to be to be successful in this industry because it is you know sometimes a cutthroat in- industry and you have to mm-hmm. if you if you're not doing the things that you need to do if you're not um, taking those classes for professional development and and bettering your your acting skills and honing your acting skills consistently then you're not going to get the work because you're not going to, you don't have anything that's standing out from all these other people that are doing that. Um, 
So it's important. And, you know, I told that, that agent, I was like, listen, like, uh, I, I appreciate what you do. There's there's a business for you guys as well, but that's it's not for me. Um, right. I'm more interested in actually acting, doing the homework, coming up with you know the backstories for my characters, and and I, I don't want to like uh, he he was eating me up because I was in the military. He's like we need to do a whole a whole reality show on you, of, you know, based on your experiences in the military and how you're trying to transition into civilian life. And I'm like, yeah. It, it could be a good show, but it's not. It's not my show. It might. It might be. You know, better for somebody else to step up to this. So, you know, you, you have to know what. You have to really know what your goals are as an actor, and and really charge for those goals. And if something comes up that that might be too good to be true, you know, you can take that. But you have to think about the long run, the long run, and the long haul, and mm-hmm. how that might affect your career. Because there there aren't a lot of reality TV stars that are doing, you know, actual acting work, working gigs in, in TV and right. film, um, they get their stint as, as you know, reality TV stars, and they might get a commercial here or there, which obviously commercials are great. They help pay the bills. You get residuals on those, but um, you're, I don't know. It's, there's, there's a love and there's a passion for, for the acting craft that, that, I've, that I've been feeling my entire life, so. Um, so I do a lot of theater as well too. Theaters, theaters, very great. A lot of really big name okay. actors, when they're not doing TV and film, they're they're in the theater and they're honing honing their acting skills because theater is the actor's medium. Uh, honey, just I I love your answer. I do. I love it. The main point of it all is just to stay focused and know what you're worth and to go for your goal because. Mm-hmm. Being out there, I can imagine people are going to offer you deals here. And they're, yeah, I got this. Let's do this and do that. And if you lose focus, you're going to get trapped up in there and be, like I said, on the wrong path and don't want to be there. Because believe me, people I went down the wrong path, ended up on drugs. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not as pretty like most people think it is. But if you stay focused, you can actually do it. Don't get caught up in that want to be rich, look quick, little scheme. Yep. And, and you know what? I, I will admit. I do um I do watch my um reality shows, but you have to be careful on those, you know, because most of the time, yeah. to be honest, some of them be trashy. You be like, really? Are we watching that? But they are, like you said, becoming more popular now. They yeah. are. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to knock reality shows. Like I've watched, I've watched really no. reality shows. They can be entertaining and funny too, but you know, it's not for. Not for every actor to go for But some of them are getting ridiculous, yeah. though. Yeah. They are. They get oh, yeah. ridiculous. You be yeah. like, are we actually, did you just waste your money just to film this? I don't want to watch you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Yeah. To be unjust, I'd be sitting at home and be like, I don't care. I don't want to watch what you're doing. Who cares about your life? Nobody yeah, cares. yeah. But, but that's what, but hey, like you said, they winning. They're amen to them. But I'm proud of you, Justin, for staying true and passionate to what you're really going for. Now, Justin, when you go out and get prepared for these roles, mm-hmm. how do you go? How do you typically prepare for an audition? Uh, well, some some auditions uh, they want you to do a cold read for, so it, it's uh, it's very difficult. Some people are very very good at cold reads, but I'm not. So I like to try to ask for the sides before before the audition, so that I can do some homework on it. Um, I've taken uh, a lot of classes thus far, and I've learned how to do like script analysis. So, I mean, but obviously that's that's 
uh, based on the perception of the of the reader too. So um, it really depends on um, the person. But for me, I, I read through the script a, a few times. Um, I get a sense of how how the writing style is. Um, like yesterday's audition, I got the sides like on Monday. Uh, so I, I had a, a few days to look at look at the script, get the reading down. I the way my character's uh, pattern was like with the in, in certain certain words like a uh, yeah and 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 things like that. Um, like very subtle things like just the word yeah. It's the two letter word. Uh, I I got like a a southern vibe to him. And when I did the audition, they you know uh, I was trying to find the reactions on the people who were auditioning me that, you know, the, the director was in there. Um, and they seemed pleased with it. So that, that was good. But I also like, like to dive in. Like if, if I, if I get that Southern vibe from the character, I'll do research on where I think he might, he may have grown up. Um, I lived in Kentucky for a while, so that helps with the accent. Um, uh, things like that, you know, uh, it's all about doing your homework coming up with actions and various actions to play because uh, a lot of a lot of times you're in an audition and they ask you, can you do that again? And when they say that, you think you, they want you to, to do it like, the same way, but really what they're looking for is a menu. So you want to you want to prepare, 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 and then throw everything away and just and just like be in the moment as, as much as possible. Um, but it with all the preparation that you've done, as long as you have your lines down and you know your lines, you can change the way you say a line a certain way. Um, like I might mock somebody with, with a line. I might be like, I might say like, Oh, so, um, so you're just, you're just going to sit there all day, aren't you? Or I could, you know, I could flirt with them and go, like, Oh, so you're going to just sit there all day, aren't you? You know, uh, the variety that you bring to the table in an audition helps with getting callbacks and, and helps with booking booking roles. But right. it all it all falls back on the preparation. Right. And then you know, when I, I think of audition, you know, just be you when you get out there, you know, be as free as you can be. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not always some time about um to me, I mean it seemed frightening just doing the process, just getting up there because I thought about when I did the voice um, like two or three weeks ago in audition, I was so nervous because I had to be in a room with the judge and I, I, I suppose she was the judge. She didn't give a whole lot of induction to herself, just her name. And, mm-hmm. and I was in there with 11 people, 45 seconds to sing your song. And like you said, how you have to keep waiting around. They don't just automatically call you back. You just have to keep waiting. Yeah. So I don't know if she called anybody back. She didn't give any details. She just told my group. She said, I don't have any callbacks yet for your group. And we'll see you in the future. I'm like, oh. So it's like I'm waiting on the hinge. But I, at the same yeah, time, I'm yeah. like, well, you know what? At least I did it. I feel it's such a. Yeah. I just feel like it's such a good thing, you know, just doing a good audition. And it it, it doesn't always have to do with just being able to play the part, but just getting out there, hey, do your best and, and just forget the rest. But just mm-hmm. when it when it comes to you, since you have been doing this for some time now, which of your performances out of all the performances that you have done so far has left a lasting mark on you? Um, I think 
I think it's, I don't know, each performance, like, I, I grow, um, and I look back on, and I'm like, wow, like, I've, I've grown since, since that performance. Um, so, like, recently I was in a, uh, I was in a play, uh, it was a, it was an original play written by Rubin Zangana, uh, who's one of the MFA writers at USC, um, so they do this, uh, they do this festival every year, it's called the, uh, the New Works Festival. So all of these uh, MFA writers are able to write a play, um, and they workshop the play during the rehearsal process. So you get different lines, um, like almost every day. Uh, and it's it's a little frustrating because with plays in, in theater, usually you get you get the. Uh, are you still there? Okay, my phone made a weird noise. Um, usually you get you get the script and you start learning your lines, and then you get your lines down, and then you know, you start adding emotions to those lines and, and, you know, there's a whole, you know, process to the rehearsals and, and then you, you go up and, you know, you do your thing. But with, with the newer plays, it's a little different because, um, you know, the, those plays are being workshops. Uh, the, the writers sit in, sit in on the rehearsals and they, they're seeing what works and what doesn't work. Um, and there's a lot of changes made to the script. So it's difficult in a sense, but it gives you, it gives the actor, uh, a different tool set to work with because that's a lot of how television works. Um, you know, the, they'll give you the script and then, you know, you, you get your lines down and then the next day they make all these changes like, oh, no, you know, this got cut and this got changed and, and whatever. Uh, so you have to be, like, on your feet, on your toes all the time and ready right. for those changes. Um, and it was a very good experience for me. I, uh, I like I liked it a lot. I miss the, uh, the ensemble that that we made uh, between the, the the actors and the director Eddie Padilla came in to, came in to direct it. Um, he's a USC alum and he's a casting director and director and actor as well. Uh, he does a lot of really awesome stuff. Um, I mean, I miss it, uh, but unfortunately, that's that's over now. Um, but as far as leaving lasting impressions, I think that you know each role that I've done, I look back on. Um, Every one of them has has you know shaped me, and all the ones in the future will continue to shape shape me and, and give me different tool tool sets to work with. Um, you know, when when tackling a character. Right, every right, I I can understand that every role is different, but every role helps you to grow and understand. It probably actually help you to understand yourself better. Like okay. Because some roles, um, you know, most actors tell me some roles actually they grow on you. They some better you. Some of them be like, ah, oh, I don't like this role. So when you go next time to audition, be like, you know what? That's that's not for me. So it kind of just a growing process, really. Um, yeah, but yeah. Justin went, I try to, uh, you know, I try to, look, I try to look at every role objectively, and that's just what I've learned through like the classes that that I've taken um, instead of subjectively because. Uh, so like the, like if I get cast for a role, like I was cast for this role, uh, Elroy for the play, um, and the play was called the vending machine that I just recently did. Um, and there, there are things about him that I didn't like. There are things about the character I didn't like. Like for instance, he was, he wasn't as like, um, as, as confident as I am and things like that. But you have to like look at these roles objectively. I mean, some actors, you know, they, they get, they get stuck in, in doing certain roles and they know what roles they want to do or what roles they don't want to do. I'm, I'm the type of actor that wants to explore every possibility. So as long as I keep an objective eye with the character, um, 
and not judge the character for for who he is or what kind of character traits he might have. I can um, I can do the research that that's necessary to to tackle the role and, and embody these these things because we're we're all humans. You know, we all share the same the same you know wants, needs, and desires. It's just about like keeping an objective eye and and trying to see that side and that that point of view for, from the characters from that character's point of, point of or, you know perspective. Right. Well, you know, like for instance, to... oh, oh, go sorry. ahead, Justin. No, go oh, ahead. I was going to say, like for instance, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt played. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but he uh, he, he played with Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, uh, the name of the movie is escaping me, but he you know he played like a, a chronic masturbator uh, in that movie, and you know that it it didn't hurt his career at all. Obviously, he he uh, he did the homework that he needed to do, and I I don't know him personally, but I would like to think maybe he's not a chronic masturbator, you know. But uh, you know it's like the same thing. You have to keep an objective eye and and right and know how that character's perspective is. Exactly. I was trying to think of the movie too with you, because I, I love movies. I go as far back with um, Citizen Kane, because even when I was in college, I took communication media studies, but I still had to take film courses. So them classics, mm-hmm. oh, to die for. I mean, I do sweet, um, hush, sweet Charlotte with uh, Betty Davis in it. Give me a classic. I love it. Imitation of Life. I can go on, but. We're going to stop right here. We're going to take a short commercial break, but we're not done with Just to Just Yet, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after the short commercial break. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. This is you over 30 years ago. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And this is your mom when you drive her back from therapy. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. AARP gives you the information to help care for your mom so that you can have patience with her just like she did with you. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving or call 1-877-333-5885 to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Are we there yet? Remember, visit aarp.org slash caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Well, we're back with Justin Roy grabber and he is just giving us all the little details of what's been going on in his life but Mm -hmm. Justin I also want to just say you know I'm so proud for the way you have honored our country I read up that you you were in the military I was yes Um, uh, real quick though my my last name is pronounced graber not grabber uh, but this, okay, this, great. Is a, this is a good, this, this is a very good segue because uh, I have a good joke for this. Um, so when I was in basic training, I was my last name would be uh, mispronounced as grabber all the time, and they made fun of me because they called me private grabber a lot. Uh-huh. It, it was so 
Yeah. Maybe no, no. It's funny. Um, cause, yeah, it's funny. So yeah, because it do uh, look the way it looked that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did eight years in the army. Um, uh, I, I earned the rank of staff sergeant, so I was a squad leader in charge of eleven eleven soldiers. Um, four deployments overseas, uh, three to Iraq, two to Afghanistan. I served with the 101st Rockasans, um, and I was also with uh, 10th Mountain. So I did four years at the Rockasans, I did four years at 10th Mountain, and uh, yeah, it was a very awesome experience. Um, wouldn't change it for the world. Do you get in the hype of watching any military movies, like maybe the American Sniper? Because I haven't um, actually watched. Actually, I didn't watch that one yet. I haven't seen that one yet either. A lot of people have told me to to give it a give it a shot, but I I stay away from military movies because they get a lot of stuff wrong and it drives me nuts. Because like the military kind of gives you a, a bit of a, like an OCD, you know, obsessive compulsive disorder when it comes to certain things. So especially with military style things, like where when people are wearing uniforms wrong, I can catch that in a in a um, in a movie or in a show. It's like it irks me. I'm like, oh, no, you know, I just want to get up and start yelling at them, but I can't because they're, you know, through the tube. Um, they're not going to hear me. Uh, so, yeah, I, I stay away from them because they get a lot of stuff wrong. Uh, they get a lot of, like, the battle sequences wrong sometimes. Um, obviously, a lot of movie, all, all action movies uh, make the mistake of giving their soldiers infinite ammo, which isn't, <laughs> isn't always a thing, you know. Sometimes you're in a firefight and you run out, and uh, it's not fun. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah. So. And it looked like you so, would have that when you, when you're doing those type of movies. It it would appear that you, as the director, would have that accurate enough. I mean, the uniform, how they put it on, everything yeah. goes into it. I mean, I, I to me, to be honest, it's disrespectful if you're not going to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. It, it it really it really gets under my skin. I don't. Know, I I hear that there's there's some law that says that they can't they can't match it or they can't do it right. They have to have something something different. Okay. I haven't I haven't actually seen that law. Like I've tried looking it up and haven't been able to find it. Um, and especially if uh, if uh, an actor is a veteran um, playing that role, they should you know get with the costume direct you know, the costume designer, or costume director, or the director of the show, and let them know like you know this is this is actually not the way we're we're supposed to wear it. You know. Isn't, isn't the way we do it in the army or in the marines or in the navy or the air force, whatever branch of service you're in. Um, and th- these things can be googled. Like you can Google search these things. Like you know, proper proper wear of the uniform. There's an army regulation 670-1 for the army, and you can actually Google it and see what the the regulation is on wearing you know proper wear of the uniform. Um, so it, it irks me sometimes. Uh, a lot of people have told me like, like the newer movies, like American Sniper, have have, have gotten them right, um, which is cool. But I haven't seen it because I'm just I don't know. It's it's just yeah, not thing. I, guess. I hope they did make it accurate. I have I haven't seen the movie. I I would love to see it, especially after. Well, I didn't even get a chance to even see the interview. I think I saw a little mm-hmm. bit of it with Robin Roberts and the actual the real wife of the man who was shot down. Um, oh, yeah. They had an interview with her. Yeah, they had an interview with her, and they took her back. They actually took her back to the scene where he was, where his friend actually had 
killed him at. And um, oh, I, I I tell you, when you when you look at stuff like that, it's like oh, and trying to compare it to probably the actual movie, it's like oh no, it's um, mm-hmm. very. I I can just feel her pain. Like I I have not been there, hoping not to get there, but I just felt her pain every bit of it. But yeah, I'm hoping to watch American Sniper. Um, but on to some happier little things. Um, <laughs> so out of out of just getting into the acting, what has probably mm-hmm. been the most awkward celebrity encounter that you have experienced? Um, I have a, I have a few. Like uh, I was doing a play at the uh, Santa Monica uh, Children's Theater um, on Santa Monica Boulevard. And I met, uh-huh. uh, I was doing The Wizard of Oz. It was like the first play I, I ever did, actually, because uh, when I moved to Los Angeles, I didn't have a lot of theater under my belt. And I was like, oh, I, need to, I need to do some theater. And I was on LA Casting or, uh, or something, one of the sites. Uh, and I saw that they're, they're casting for the, the guard role. Um, so I went in and I was like, oh, I could get the guard role. It's going to be two lines, whatever. So I went in and I did the audition and I got cast to play Oz instead. So I was like, all right, cool, sweet. Uh, but they, they loved me a lot there, and they, they wanted to keep using me. And I was supposed to play Aladdin in the next in their next uh, production, and I did. Uh, but it was, a, like, a knockoff Disney version. It wasn't, like, really Aladdin. You know, it wasn't, like, the musical. So that's that's something that I want to tackle. That's a different story. Um, but I met uh, Andy Dick, and it was, like, very awkward. Was, I don't know if he's just, like, an awkward guy. Uh, his daughter was supposed to play um, Jasmine. And when I went, like, I saw him, I was, like, a little starstruck. Cause, like, I, I know, like, I've seen, everyone knows Andy Dick, you know? Like, I've, I've, seen, him, I've seen him in movies. I've seen him do stand-up. Um, he's, an, he's a very funny guy. But oh, yeah. When, uh, yeah, when he introduced himself, he was like, hi, I'm Andy. And I, just, I was just like, I know. And uh, it might have been me that made it awkward <laughs> by saying that. Because, uh, you know, um, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it could have been, like, my answer. But, like, maybe he, maybe he didn't remember, or maybe he thought, like, we, we met before and he didn't remember, and that's what made the, made the situation awkward. Um, but, yeah, I think that's, that's probably the, the most awkward situation. It might have been my fault, you know? Could have been, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know that feeling. Yeah. I'll probably, I, I, I don't think I ever got starstruck, but I probably would if, if I don't know. I have so many of them. Maybe Den- mm-hmm. maybe Denzel Washington. I like. I love every movie that he has actually played in. Um, oh, it's just so, it's so many. Um, even Asian Americans. I, I love um, Lucy Liu. I like to see mm-hmm. her play. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know. Oh, it's, I mean, Scott it's Wilson, so many. I think um, the list is long. Like, if I probably yeah, was yeah. to just see any of them, yeah. I, I would yeah. it'd probably be awkward too for me. Yeah. <laughs> but Andy Dick, yeah, wow. I met, yeah. I met uh Scott Wilson um in Atlanta uh at a, a SCAD event. Um and that that uh interaction wasn't awkward at all. You know, Scott Wilson's the guy uh, the old guy that plays Herschel on The Walking Dead. Uh we shared a beer together, we talked about acting, you know, he's he's very down to earth and, and very uh you know, very cool. Um so I don't know. Maybe maybe Andy Dix is just an awkward guy, or maybe it was it was probably my fault. Yeah, was, yeah. I'll just take the blame for that. It was, it was my fault. <laughs> mm. 
Well, you know, um, I think I wanted to ask you this too, Justin, because a lot of times I know that you guys, you as in actors and actresses, you have to do headshots. So what was your first uh-huh. headshot like? Um, I uh, found a guy in Buffalo, New York, because that's where, that's where I was when I first started acting. Um, I found like a tight-knit uh, film community in Buffalo and started doing acting there uh, originally. So I found a guy, um, Dylan Bikeskies. I can't, I can never pronounce his last name. It's spelled, spelled as weird as mine, I guess. Uh, and he, he, uh, he was awesome. He was like phenomenal. Um, headshots and modeling shots for me. Uh, his rates were very, you know, affordable. Um, and they were, uh, they were very good. So I, I think I have a couple, like a couple of them might still be up on, um, on IMDb. Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to fire up the laptop and, and go check. But yeah, like they were, it was a, it was a good experience. I didn't get ripped off because a lot of people do. They get ripped off, especially like, uh, it's weird when people go into these agencies and the agents like, you know, Oh, well your headshot's not good enough, but you should use our guys. So that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's usually something that that's an indicator of, your your agent that you're meeting with is not you know legit and they're they're just a scam. Uh, they tell you that you can't go find your own photographer to do your headshots. Then you know that's uh-uh. not, that's not right. You know, um, and a lot of a lot of agencies do that too, which is weird. But yeah, so I, I didn't get ripped off with my headshots. I liked them. I thought they were great. Uh, the experience of getting the headshot was good. The photographer Dylan was telling me that I'm pretty much a natural in front of a camera. Uh, sometimes he has to like tell people to do weird things or whatever, but I was just like, all right, I'll, now I'm going to smile and now I'm going to act sad and now I'm going to do something else. And, and this, these were just like fun headshots, and we we got some really good headshots out of them. So. Oh, well, awesome! Because mine's probably mine's probably been terrible. Mm-hmm. Cause no, sometimes when I no. say my forehead look, my forehead, you know, sometimes it look like it sticks out. <laughs> but <laughs> be yeah. like, let me just we we just gonna retake it over again. <laughs> well, like the with, with headshots, you, you get a session. It's like a anywhere from an hour to two hour session with with a photographer, and they take a bunch of headshots. Like I think we had five hundred and then you go through those five hundred you you pick you pick the best ones, the best like five or, or three or whatever their their uh the the agreement is and they, they retouch them a little bit on, on Photoshop. Um or if you get makeup prior prior, uh they don't they don't need to do that. You know, everything's like really good with the lighting. Um but yeah Dylan uh he, you know he mentioned something as well when he did my headshots originally he was like you know I, I don't I don't go into Photoshop and touch it up too much like I might you know right. take a blemish off here or there but you know the pores in your skin like cast directors want to see that because you're a real person you're not gonna you shouldn't look like your headshot if you don't look like your headshot then you're probably not going to get the role either because expecting something else uh, to right. walk through the door during your audition yeah because uh, you know uh, from past news a lot of celebrities have been bashed for doing that photoshopping 
I mean, if you can't see the true me, then there's no point of me even taking the picture. I don't have time for you trying to make me look slimmer, trying to make me look um, yeah. all puffed up like I'm a like I'm a sex uh, porn star yeah. or something like that. You know, there there's really <laughs> no point. Oh oh, and all my Walking Dead fans, you know Norman Reed and uh-huh. the director Greg. I'm not even going. Try to pronounce his name. It might be Nicotero, because I don't want to mess up somebody's name. I already messed up just the last name. But they have uh-huh. a restaurant out here in Georgia, and it was on Fox 5. So I might be trying to head that way so I can get there. I forgot the name oh, of the restaurant, wow. though. Yeah, yeah they yeah. ended up crazy. Actually, and um, I thought, oh, yeah, and there's I think a lot of actors that are doing that right now the, that are open, opening yeah. up restaurants. Like here in L.A., they just, uh, Danny Trejo just opened up Trejo's Tacos, and it's right around the block for me, and I haven't oh, been awesome. there yet. Maybe I, should, maybe I should do that for lunch. Hmm. Um, actually, the name of it is Nick and Norman. Nice. So that should be that should be very exciting. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how far I would have to go. That's probably a good little drive. But um, one mm-hmm. day out the blue, I might end up going. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah, really that awesome. That's pretty nice. Maybe I'll open um, up a restaurant where I become famous. I know that. <laughs> hey, Jeff, Jeff, and you should look. Hey, yeah. don't don't give up now because you know that's what a lot of them doing. A lot of the actors yeah, yeah. are doing that now. Clothing line. You see books out. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing something different. You just can't because the way this day and time is, you can't just stick to one thing anymore. You have to expand yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you gonna you gonna do one thing. You gotta have a side hustle on this side. You gotta. Right, you got to grow. Yeah, nobody's doing yeah. one thing. You can't. You, I don't even think you can really get away with doing one thing because if that dies down, then okay, well, okay, we heard from Justin. All right, what uh-huh. else is he doing? So yeah, yeah, I don't blame you, Justin. I'm gonna be right on the spot too if you open up a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Nice. Go so right ahead. Be an Italian restaurant. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Yes, that would be awesome. And I could name it after my after my grandma, Carmela Cicero's. That would be great. Oh, look at that. Or do you have do you have um, Italian de- do you have Italian descent in your family? Yeah, yeah. My uh, my grandma on my mother's side uh, is uh, Italian. She her last name Cicero. Um, she's deceased, and I miss the crap out of her. But uh, she was a very yeah. She was she was like the the rock. In my for me when I was when I was growing up, she was always sticking up for me. Um, she was always pushing me to do better and 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 follow my dreams. Really, she she was the one that always stressed to get out of Buffalo. Um, not not that there's anything wrong with Buffalo, just you know, her her uh, what she would tell me is that you know the steel mills closed down in like the 70s, I think it was, or maybe the 50s. And she's like, there's not a lot of work work here, you know. She's like, you can do great things, and you know that that's one of the one of the many deciding factors. And um, when when it came to joining the army, uh, because obviously the army was like a ticket out of out of Buffalo. Uh, I miss Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's great. It's 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 growing now. It's improving. Um, bars close at four four a.m., which is which is great for youngsters. I can't, I can't keep up with that anymore. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in bed by ten. I'm an old man. Uh, but uh, you know, like, there's fun things to do in the, in Buffalo. My family's still there. I have a lot of friends there. Uh, I miss the crap out of all of them. 
Um, but my grandma was always, you know, she she inspired me to do different things. And if it wasn't for her, I'd, you know, I wouldn't right. be where I am today. That's grandma. That's grandmother for you. Always the backbone of the family. I didn't get yeah. those experiences because my grandparents on both the side of my family passed away when I was still little. Um, I didn't meet my grandmother. She passed when my mother was 18. Um, so I didn't have those ex- experiences. And I try to do it with, I try to do it with my daughters, but my mother' health is not up to part as like it used to be. She always kind of been sickly, but now that she get older because my mom is 61 now so it's not the parts of my daughter's kind of experiencing what I experienced like they're not getting that grandparent love but I love they get the love but they're not able to spend time with their grandparents like they want to because my husband his mother is like uh going towards 80 and her health is down Mm -hmm. too so I'm like oh I want that grandparent love like like how you Uh got and both our fathers passed so they don't have the grandfather so it's like Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, God willing, that I will still be around when they have their children and we'll be able to do all those things because I love going on people post it. Sometimes it's sad to me because I'm like, oh, I didn't have that like grandparents. I listen to people's stories. I'm like, I didn't have that good cooking. My mother did the cooking. Yeah. She, she, yeah, my mother always made sure you ate in her house. But just to have that grandparent love, that still was a big factor, too, that I didn't get. So, yes, I, mm-hmm. I can hear it in. You know what? Speaking of Italians, when I looked, when I first looked at your picture, I said he got that little, he had that little face like you could play in one of the monster movies, like The Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, people told me I look like uh, Robert De Niro's pizza. son. Yeah, I've been told that I look like Robert De Niro's son uh, many a time. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I mean, like, I'll take it. Why not? You know, that's fine. Um, you do. You got yeah, that. Oh, you got yeah. that. You have that face. Like, yeah, he mm-hmm. can make a good little young monster um, <laughs> planet. I love Untouchables. Every time I think about somebody having Italian descent, I think about all my little gangster movies that Robert De Niro played in, Untouchables, mm-hmm. Casino, Goodfellas. I, I love them all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those are really um, – yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of a, that genre as well. Um, I haven't acted I as a gangster yet, but one day, you know, it'll happen. It'll happen. I'm sure. Well, well now, um, Justin, now we have talked about your goods and everything else, and you're doing so well on your path. Now, out of all your auditions, what is probably your worst audition story that you have? Um, worst audition story? That's, I don't know. really stands out in my, my head right now. Um, I guess it's like I would. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, I started implementing this thing that um, they brought Brian Cranston into the school to talk with us about auditioning and about you know performing arts and being actors. Uh, and he said like, what he said like I, I, re- I really took to heart and I've really been like trying to implement. Uh, there are times where I'm like thinking back like, when am I going to get this call back or something like that. Uh, he said, treat every audition as like as your opportunity to act. Don't go in there thinking like I need this job or you know that this one's going to be for me. I'm going to book this. Just go in there, do your thing, leave, and leave it at that. If you get called, right. you'll get called. Just but but put it in, you know don't put it in the back of your mind. Just leave it. 
you know, rip up your sides if you have to. Um, come up with like a, ris- a ritual to just leave it at at, at what you did. Um, right. If you get called back, you'll get called back, and, and that's you know that's your opportunity to to go shine a little bit more. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But any, I guess, any audition that I've I've done auditions where I didn't I didn't prepare, I didn't do, I didn't read through the the size enough, I didn't come up with like backstories, I didn't come up with actions to play, um, and like I, you know it walking out of the audition, like you think of things that you could have did better, um, you know that you just didn't feel connected with the character, you didn't you didn't do your job and those I I've done auditions like that in the beginning of my career and there are still times where it happens like, you know, you don't get enough time to prepare or something like that. Um I think those auditions would be the worst ones. I can't think of anyone in particular that stands out to me off the top of my head though. That's a good question. You stumped me. You you got me. Got me good. <laughs> well, um, you know what? Well, everything that has that you have spoken on is just so true. You got to give it all. What they always used to tell me: leave it in God's hands. If it's meant for you, it's mm-hmm. meant for you. God knows what path He wants you on, and that's the same way I, I have to take that voice audition. If it's meant for me to be there, then it's meant for me. Who knows? You know, I don't mm-hmm. know what path. I just know I gave it my all. Went in there, hey. And I, I feel really, I felt really good doing it. And I met so many other people because you never know who you meet on this journey and you never know who might want this for you or that. One young lady contacted me. I didn't hear anything back, but it did feel good. She said that she's into plays. And I met her on a different mission, um, going to mm-hmm. a women's expo. And she's a massage therapist, but she's also, she works on plays. She was like, well, it's not that big. Child, anything, anything is worthwhile. You know, hey, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't knock it until I try it. But just to any last words that you want to give, because I know you gave advice before on some factors that people need to focus on. But any other advice you want to give upcoming actors? Yeah, um, I would just say if if this is what you want to do, um, you have to be in it for the long haul. They're going to be ups, there are gonna be downs, um, but you have to you have to push through it. Uh take your training seriously. Um continue to train even after you've graduated school. Uh there are all, there are so many classes that you can do. Um and you know, just you know, the aim for the stars. We're 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 all human. We all are capable of making mistakes, but we're all capable of making uh you know, of being great as well and, and doing great things. So why not try to do better, you know? Right. Always do better. And as you said, don't go in there. If you speaking of that before we let Justin go, um, my truth for the day is this. From my friend Mary Ellen, lift your energy to attract love. You will always attract what you are. When you want to attract love, you must first love yourself. You will then see in your outer world what you are in your inner world. Did you know that more than one half of the people in this world do not open their heart to love for fear of being rejected? It's simply a way to be loved so they can love in return. When you feel love towards another and you feel rejection, do not stay stuck in this negative feeling. Learn from it. Learn how to love yourself. Simply focus on love without expecting anything in return. By lifting your energy in this loving way, you will end up attracting the love you desire. 
today. Lift up your energy to attract pure love without expectations, motives, or judgment. Enjoy the day and have some love and fun this weekend. And as my mentor tells me, either your mind expands to match your goals or your goals will shrink to match your mind. So let's grow, everyone. Justin, thank you so much for coming on to the show, and I wish so much for you and your future endeavors. Thank you, and thanks so much for having me. You're welcome, and happy 4th to everyone out there. Enjoy yourself and save me a place. <laughs> I'll see you next time on the Bright Side with Technician. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com.